Yeah. Yeah. Best Conversations Podcast. Let's get it. Episode 40. We Uh-oh. creeping up there, man. Hey. We, we creeping up there. For, oh, we getting it. Shout out to everybody on Facebook watching us live. Shout out to AMI Studios, my man Mike, for always holding me down. But, uh, you know what we do when we, when we do it, man. Uh, Best Conversations podcast. Um, I really like talking to people and dealing with their journey on how they got to where they got to because it's it's a journey. It's definitely a journey on how people get to where they got. And, and I'm just amazed at the story on how they got to where they got. And um, this young man has just been popping up um, all over my social media for the probably like the last two years or so. And I just was like, and I always used to say like, what do he do? You know what I mean? <laughs> I always say that, but every time I see him, he be in a dope room. Like, you know what I mean? You be around the people that, that, that you need to be around. Um, so let me properly introduce, introduce my guest. <laughs> so my guest is an artist. Not a musician, y'all. An artist in the truest form. He's very un, unpolo- unapologetic. Unap- yeah, that's the word. We got it. We got it. <laughs> About his art, and he definitely um, makes no apologies for being dope. That's that's all. that's his motto. Not at all. Jesus walk with a stick, <laughs> and also my brother hey. walks with a stick. Hey, it's Lordy, man, always with me. Welcome to Best Conversations Podcast, episode 40. Lord, fly, everybody. What's good? What's good? What's good? Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate Lord, you for allowing me to be here. Best Conversations Podcast. What's going on, my brother? Man, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm, we, I'm we good. A, I'm making it. We had a hell of a conversation just pre-show. I mean, for sure. For sure. Just, I mean, that's, that's, that's how it go, man. That's, yes. If nothing else, uh, you want to make sure it's organic and genuine. So, Absolutely. You know, just to vibe with you, get your energy before we even get on the cameras is definitely a big thing. Absolutely. So for the people that don't know who Lord Fly is, tell them what tell them where you're from. Brief, t- give them a brief. Little, little brief and okay. tell them where you're from. So my name is Lord Fly, uh, L-O-R-D-P-H-L-Y. So L-O-R-D-P-H-L-Y. Spell it right so you never get it wrong. If you spell it right, then you'll be able to find me any and everywhere. So there's no need to ask what it is specifically anywhere. But who I am is I'm a messenger. I spread a message. Never apologize for being dope, dope being self, self being you. But it's truly about learning yourself in order to know yourself so you can be yourself with no fear, no worries, and no apologies. Understanding that time is your luxury, owning it, not wasting it. Understanding perception, being in control of it, not controlled by it. Uh, And asking yourself those simple questions, the who, the what, the when, the where, the why, and the hows of you. And asking of those around you to ensure you got dope people in your corner. So I'm just the man here to spread that message and... Everything I do under that umbrella is simply to gain the respect so people can really listen to my words and embrace the message I'm about. Absolutely. So Best Conversations Podcast, man, we like to start from the beginning. Okay. okay. And then get and then get to yeah, the current to where we at now. Why you walk with the stick. Okay. Why okay. why was you painting the butt butt naked woman? Hey. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> We're gonna get into Okay, we, bet. We're gonna okay, get into bet. all of that. But before we get to that, let's let's go let's let's start all the way back. So okay. you grew up in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. Uh South Side of Raleigh. Anybody know double R tattooed on my hand. Uh, that's why I'm always doing this in my pictures. Uh and um 
I mean, I'm, I'm a Southside kid. Like any anybody that is from Raleigh or knows anything about the Southside, like they very much can get the core essence of who I am and what I'm about. Like I stand on what I'm about. I am who I am. I'm not looking to trying to be anybody else. It is what it is, and that's what it's gonna be. <laughs> exactly. So, so, so take me, take me to your house growing up. Two parent house home or. Uh, I grew up uh, split between two households. Um, so, you know, a lot of um, understanding duality comes from that. I, mm-hmm. I was uh, birthed to two teenage parents, very much, you know, teenagers trying to figure themselves out. Mm-hmm. And then here you have a, a kid. But my uh, my parents are very much uh, unapologetically themselves, <laughs> I can all say, the time. all the time. So, and that's where I gain it from, like. I still to this day do not understand how they got together to have me. For real. I'm serious. It's, it's because they're two strong personalities on the opposite ends of the spectrum. My mother is the disciplinarian, OCD. Like, she's the person that runs everything. And my dad is, nobody tells him what to do. <laughs> His mama don't tell him what to do. Word. So, coming up in that, especially at the, the height of it, you know, you teenager, you really coming to your own. It was understanding how to be a way... When I'm with my mom, how to be away when I'm with my dad. But at the same time, I was, quote, unquote, very smart. Like, just, you know, very ahead of my time all the time. And that played into my upbringing because I was responsible and put in responsibility positions way earlier than you're supposed to be. Like, right. you know, how you been, you're being babysit at four. I was babysitting at four or five years old. Right. So so you so you got siblings. Oh well yeah, my uh I have a sister on my mother's side. She's four years younger than me. Mm-hmm. Uh actually congratulations to her and her husband. They just had a baby. So congrats, you know, congrats, niece, congrats. You know, blessings and then I have a, a younger brother who will be twenty one in September. But then both of my parents are, you know, now married and I have I guess step brothers and sisters. So I have a stepsister and stepbrother on my mother's side and four stepbrothers on my father's side. So, okay. Gotcha. So take take me take me through the house. Like what what was the soundtrack to the house? Like what 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 was the vibes? What was the vibrations in the house? What yeah, was the music? Oh man, uh I mean everything in my life is about duality, so and it's about balance. So it's very much a balance. Like my mother is my mother and her family are from Chicago. Okay. Like so, you know, house music and mm-hmm. a lot of dancing and vibes and just that that being moving moving and grooving type of music you know it was never really any specific names all the time you know it was generations around me on both sides of my so it was a lot of music but that was the vibe my mom's side my dad's side it was very it was either gospel with the older generation or Mm -hmm. my dad and them who was young so it was a lot of jay-z like (laughs) i I feel like he wrote the bible to my my upbringing like i can quote jay-z lines in my sleep um just hip hop in general, that culture that, you know, I was very much birthed in that mm-hmm. with my mom as well, but just from another aspect of it, like, you know, what people call the culture. Now that was my dad. My dad, you know, was the entrepreneur the mm-hmm. starting his own life. Like he was all of that. My mom was very much the creating parties and the party setting and everybody always kind of was at our house and it was a lot of music and good vibes and good energy around. So music definitely is embedded or was embedded very much in my life, just like it is now. So, like, like, like I said in the intro, you're an artist. So, when did you fall in? At what age did you fall in love with art, like drawing and all this type of stuff? <laughs> Funny thing is, man, you you 
You say I'm an artist, and I leave it to you to say that. I simply say I'm Laura Floss for the message. Like, right. artist is simply a tool. Like, I didn't, I wasn't raised to be a creative in any sense of the word, although creativity surrounded my upbringing, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, everything with me was, I came out smart. So it was like, oh, you're going to go to college. You're going to do these things. You're going to be very much of this, of the, the structure that exists outside. Mm-hmm. But for me, me being able-minded and, you know, a little ahead of my time, it caused me to be super inquisitive and kind of figure out how to be and what to do and all these things. So I didn't even look at creativity as creativity. It's just, mm-hmm. I just did things. Like, you know, when I was a kid, my grandma just thought I was crazy because I was really imaginative. Like, I would watch Disney movies and then use my action figures and create these storylines. And I'd be talking to myself, but I'm using different voices and stuff. And she asking my dad, like, hey, what's wrong with him? Then realizing, like, I'm doing this whole thing by myself. Right. But for me, I didn't see that as creative until, like, now. Like, I don't, I didn't look at it like that. It was just something I did. Mm-hmm. And it was always that. Like, I was creative when I was to myself. I was creative, you know, when nobody was watching. And around, there were no real true avenues for creativity, at least not the ones that, you know, I was falling to, connected mm-hmm. to. Even with my dad being involved in music, like, he didn't become T.I. or anything. So <laughs> I didn't see, you know, I saw him very much do the independent figuring it out. So that's why I'm very well-rounded and understand, like, man, in any situation, you got to roll your sleeves up. So be willing to do whatever if you're looking towards some end goal and you want to get it accomplished. Absolutely. So, so what's so what's the wall in your room looking like at, at a young age? What's, what's the posters? What's the pictures? It's, that's crazy. Like, uh, I mean, when I was a young kid, my mom, uh, like Small Soldiers, uh, Ninja Turtles was the was I can say my first bedroom uh, set with mm-hmm. my mom. With my dad house, it was a bunch of people in the crib. I didn't have my own bedroom. I slept in a room with a bunch of people, so it wasn't that. But at my mom's crib, Turtles, then it was Small Soldiers, and then. After that, it was very much like stock stuff, like red, because my mother's a decorator, so stuff changed all the time. And I guess as I grew up, she wanted to leave it to me having my own creativity, but at the same time, like I said, like I left that to my own, and I didn't showcase it. I like I believe that's why I'm so everything is so distinct now because I've been saving this for years. Like, I never really was doing any of this. Like, I just knew I could do it. I probably would try it and do it to myself to prove to myself, but I wasn't doing it to show anybody. Mm-hmm. But when I think back, like, I was in plays as a kid. Like, Word. I was Wilbur in Charlotte's Web in, like, third grade. Word. And I was the uh, four black kids in my class for one, and then I'm Wilbur in Charlotte's Web. But I don't look at that like, man... Because it was nothing in my life was put to me like, oh, this is a big deal. Everything in my life was like, oh, man, you're supposed to do that. It's like, well, everybody don't do that. So you're not really supposed to do it. It is a big deal. But even in my life now, it's tough for me to live and stay in moments of things because I'm so like, it just is what it is. Like, I just do it. Like, I could build you a rocket ship right now and be like, oh, man, I'll build you another one. (laughs) You'd be like, bro, but you just built a rocket ship at the podcast. Like, where? Oh, that's really... (laughs) I don't even think of it like that. And that's one of the things during this journey, how you were speaking earlier, like I'm having to, it's like, like I've been here before and my journey is really to show people that I can do these things for them to really take the message that I spread seriously. People wouldn't take it serious if I was just talking. 
Got you. So what, what was the first thing that you wanted to aspire to be? Be Me? Just me. I, I promise. Just me. I, That's dope. I, it's a whistle. That's dope. Everything sounds so like uh made up, but that's really one of the quotes and sayings that I have. I used to believe I was make believe till I realized I could create and make belief, inspire the streets, lengthen my reach in order to teach the world to never apologize. Cause I mm. really didn't believe I made sense. Like when I would when I was younger, if I tell somebody if I tell somebody on my mom's side what was happening at my dad's house, they wouldn't believe me. If I tell somebody at my dad's house what was happening at my mom, they wouldn't believe me. And then that carry at school. So everything that I said sounded exaggerated to where it made me believe it. I was like, well, I'm just not going to say it. I just listen to people. And I tell them what I see when I think of stuff, and then we'll go from there. And then it got to where people didn't really know stuff about me, although they knew me. Mm -hmm. And then it became like me really understanding how those things go. Like, man, I'm good with people like because of that. But how do I really utilize that? Because... Who am I for real? I don't really know. And then it's like, man, I'm the person I was yesterday. You just need to be that fully and not be trying to figure out how to be and what to be and who you need. It's like, no, because when I think back, as much as I know I was very conscious of how to be, mm -hmm. I still was very much who I am today. But now it's just like turned up. Like it's very much all out in the open. Before it was like you had to get me in a corner so to speak. And so you always aspired just to be, I just be, I wanted to create something. I, 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 when I was 10 years old, I said, I wanted to invent something. Nobody else ever invented. So what was, what was like, what was some of the biggest, um, crossroads as a kid, like going into high school? School always was easy. Like school was always easy. Um, my crossroads were always did, crossroads were Before at home. you go, how, did you do a good job of balancing the schoolwork and being social and, and all that type of stuff? Yes. And like I like my life has always been one of balance. So my mom made, I, I live with my mom to go to school and I was with my dad on the weekends. So I could say I got my discipline and how to, you know, make sure you do things specific to how they need to get done, all that stuff for my mom, which aided me at school with mm -hmm. the schoolwork and stuff. I was already smart, so it's just like get it done, and that's gonna take care of that. And then my dad is can talk to anybody, like so that helped me on that side, being social. So although I was a smart kid, I still was one of the cool kids. So I was with everybody in the hallway, and somebody somebody knew and connected to everybody, not for anything spectacular, just being me. Like you know, I hooped, I I did a little bit of everything, but it was nothing that would stand out but me. Right. And then from there, it was understanding like, okay, well, if that's the case, how do you want this to go? Mm -hmm. And like I said, I always just resorted back. To, I never wanted to be a thing. Like, I always looked at that as like, well, I could do a lot. Why would I want to do one thing? And then in the world, you people force you into that to make money. And it's like, I just never was with taking that. Right. So how'd you keep out the outside noise, the the gang banging, the streets, the selling dope, the all that type of stuff that that you know us mo most people deal with, you know, in that, always, in that age. Always being, always being connected to it, while always being the influence I am today to it. When you say connected to it, like you had like your, had your dope cousin, boy ambitions. No, 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 no. It was just like uh, growing up, like all my cousins, and you know. 
maybe an uncle over here or okay, you know, gotcha. in the neighborhood. Gotcha. You drove, like I was, I said, I'm always been connected to people. So I'm always knowing of these characters. I probably may have been in the room. Like, you know, I didn't see stuff go down, but I never was expected to or looked to for that. I was always looked to, to, Hey man, you need to know what's up when it's time for somebody to know what's up. That was really kind of the part that I played. And I was somebody for just being smart and knowledgeable and, Oh, go down. What's the smartest plan to make? Cause I, I'm not an emotional person. Like I use emotion as energy and I had to grow to understand that I was that way, but I kind of always been that way. It's like, I'm always thinking of how we can make the best of the situation, which emotion doesn't help that cause people react. So gotcha. it's kind of that. So that's why I say connected to it because I look at everything as a person does things. So I've been connected to the people that did the things which connects me to it, but I don't necessarily do it. Like that's, how I always been. Word, exactly. So we're gonna so we're gonna jump into into a music break. Um, we're gonna keep we're gonna we're gonna keep on his journey. Uh, we're gonna figure out why he walked with this stick. <laughs> um, and everything else, man. Talk about some of the dope art pieces um, that you have contributed to in the city, yes, sir. Um, so yeah, let's just jump into a music break. Okay, uh, man. And make sure y'all subscribe, man. The best conversations podcast. Subscribe. Whatever you subscribe to, podcast at uh, Spotify. You know, uh, Apple. Yes, B E S S. Please. So we gonna so we gonna jump into some old school vibes and get it. Let's go. Best conversations podcast. Let's get it. Black Lives Matter, baby. It's a fact. Always. Salute to everybody out there in that struggle, man. Also, what's good with you? Might get the applause ready. Let's make it happen. We'll get it done. Best Conversations Podcast. We back. Lord, fly Let's in the building. Good, How y'all doing, man? New so. Hey. Yeah, let's get it. <laughs> what up, Mike? So, yeah, man. So, like I said, you used to pop up on my Explore page. <laughs> All the time on Instagram, and I used to be like, "Who is this guy with the, with the staff and the stick?" I used to be like, "Who is this guy?" And then I seen you with hosts like events with Big C and Big C, my That's man. My man. <laughs> and I'm like, "Damn, who is Big this C. guy, man?" And then, I, and then, and then, then you just say, "Fuck it, I'm just, I'm just gonna follow him." Like, hey. "Fuck it, let me just follow him, see, see who, see who he is," and then. Like damn, we had a couple of mutual friends, yeah, and it's then dope to hear. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because once you know that's what I mean, you like you like fuck it. Let me just follow him and, and, and see what it, what he got going on. And then I still couldn't really quite figure out. And I see you was doing a pod, and I seen you interviewing people. Then I was like, all right, all right he do podcasts too. And I was like, all right, um, man, yeah. all that stuff I can say is no pun intended, but it's all on the fly type of stuff. Like it. The podcast was really a way of so Nani. Uh, anybody that knows me, you always see Nani. 
Bata Studios, B-A-T-A Studios. She put together, it was her brainchild, uh, mm-hmm. Dope Souls. It was a way of adding more context to who I was and what I did. It was like, you know, very much people need to know you. And it's like, well, I already know a bunch of people. It's like, well, no, like in the the visual world, the media world, those types of things. I don't even look at it like that. It's just like, well, in the outside world, people need to get more context on you. So it was all right, bet. And she really taught me how to display it. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it, it was something that grew. But I was already doing a laundry list of things. It was just adding more visuals to it. All right. So so I'll break down some of that laundry list. Cause okay. Okay. Um, I, I, I really want to know. Uh, like, I got you. So, yeah. I mean, day one. August 2014, transition to being Lord Flaw. Okay. I spread a message. Never okay. apologize for being dope. With that, it's a man with a message. Mm-hmm. From there, my purpose. My purpose is to create and inspire. So, you know, I inspire with the message how I create a laundry list. That's why I always say that. So, you know, I paint. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm involved in music and connected to music. You know, I guess I've produced. Uh, I've seen you hosted shows. Host. Um, and that came by accident. That was seeing a flyer on social media one day, uh, seeing that the flyer didn't have a host, knowing that I just wanted to have a mic to tell my message. All right, kill two birds, one stone. I commented like, no host. Eyes. My man, Dre Monroe, called me. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't even know he had something to do with the event. And, like, called me on the phone. Like, yo, you trying to host? So I'm like, Hey, bro, what you watching me? He was like, nah, bro, that's that's my event. Like, you know, we putting it together, you know, behind the scenes and do it. So it's an opportunity. You know, we connected with Big C's, and I had never met Big C's at this point. So it's like, oh, all right, bet, bro. Like, of course. And that's how I am. Like, you know, I'm, I wouldn't say I put my foot in my mouth a lot of the times. I'm just with it. Like, when I am see somebody's with something, I'm a very passionate person. When I see right. you with something, I'm with it. Right. But I was growing in the understanding, like, well, I already do a lot, and people are starting to see me for that. So I have 30 responsibilities as a painter. Right. Not 40 doing music. And now this was the beginning stages of that. So with that, it was like, yeah, bro, come host. It's the date. It's the... So, you know, I'm... Let's go. So get there. Get the mic. And it's... I don't know. It was one of those times where it's like, man, I'm supposed to be here. Like, I I literally, like, just was everything about me, not as if I held anything back, but it was literally just I knew what to say, how to be, how much energy to bring. I'm dancing around. I'm moving around. And at the end, everybody was like, yo, man, when the next time you're doing this? Like, yo, right. like, yo how often do you do this? And I'm like, it's my first time. And then, like, I told you, and I say something, and it's like, man, get the hell out of here. And it's like, nah, for real. Like, this is my first I ain't. Not that I've never been on the stage before, but I never looked to be on stage. Right. This is just, I just know what to do. Like, for one, I'm a talker. I know how to talk. You give me a mic, that means just more people going to hear me. But it doesn't change what I'm going to say, how I'm going to say it. If I believe you're not paying attention, I'm talking straight to you. Like, that's how I am. It started learning. Yeah. Those things actually play well when you in that situation. Like gotcha. said, everything with me is just being who I am to the fullest capability. All right. So now let's get into... The staff, okay. we, we we see you you turned into Lord Fly. Mm-hmm. So when so what does the the sta- uh, staff represent? Staff represent to you. Uh, so um, I had uh, I had some dreams before. You ever seen The Matrix? 
I have. So recently too, like okay. recently, because it's such a popular movie, and I was like, rewatch it or check it out. I just wanted to check uh, it out. Like I, I, like I seen it in the uh, the pawn shop, and I was like, oh, it's like a dollar, and I was like, yeah, let me just buy it. Okay. So I just recently checked it out, probably like six months ago. So I don't if you remember the specific part where uh, Neo first got in the Matrix. And he started like feeling around in his head, like, yo, I was just bald, like how I got hair. And Morpheus like, yo, yeah, in your mind, like you project yourself how you really see yourself. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm one of that. So it's like, why in my dreams I got a staff? I don't, you know. And then I started saying it out loud. So then, you know, we start speaking things into existence. Mm-hmm. It just became something that was being said back to me. Like, of course, I'm like, well, I'm a staff. Like, well, why are you on staff? So then I'm like, well. I don't know. It's just kind of something I'm supposed to have one. I don't, it just makes sense. So mm-hmm. one day, uh, I have a, a, a older cousin who he was married to uh, a woman from over not overseas. She was from the Virgin Islands. Mm-hmm. So when he married her, I believe he was given a staff of some sort mm-hmm. within that tradition. So from there, he collects them. Like, yeah, like thirty. Now he don't walk around with them. It's just like like how people collect art. That's how he collects them. So when I got on this thing, I would go to him like, man, let me get one. He's like, nah, not doing it. No, I ain't trying to hear it. So then one particular day, I went, and I'm sitting on the porch. I'm like, bro, you got to give me one of your staffs. He was like, look, man, you can go to the state fairgrounds, and I'm pretty sure somebody out there is selling one or something. You can get one. Mm-hmm. And that blew my mind because I didn't even know where you get them from. Like, right. So it's like, all right, bet. We got right up, me and her, went straight to the fairgrounds. Walking around, I'm on a pursuit for a staff. Walk to a table, I see one. It's, they like in a little thing, like how my cousin keep them. But just, they weren't right. Like, you know, I'm taking them out. I'm like, nah. And it's, you would have thought like I had been on pursuit one for five years and I did all this research. It's just like, I'm one of instincts. So it's like, nah, this ain't right. Mm-hmm. Walking around. Imagine um, a, a section about the, as big as this room with a bunch of things around it and then a table with a bunch of stuff on it and then my staff is just laying on the table. Like, there's nothing else with it. It's just, well, no other staffs. It's just that one. And there's nobody in the section. So I see it. I go. I pick it up. I start doing the things that I was doing. And then I stand with it. Like, if anybody that sees me and knows me, like, I, I have a stance kind of. It's like, and that's like I just kind of lean on it. And I was doing that. And I was like, this it. But the dude wasn't around. So it was like, all right, well, I'm going to stay here until you get back. And she was like, well, what if you're not here today? I was like, I'll stay here till tomorrow. Like, I'm not leaving here without it. And about 10 minutes later, he walked back up and he saw me standing there. So he was like, man, what, you know, you want that? I was like, that's already mine. Like, it's already mine. You just tell me what you need for it and you got it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, why? So, you know, I went through, like, well, my name is Laura Fly. I spread a message of self awareness and positivity. Yeah, yeah, and you can check me out here. But you know, at this point in my life, my journey, I need a staff. This is the staff. This is way more talking than I expected, but I'm cool. So then he was like, "Man, I can't sell it to you." So I'm like, "Well, bro, we're gonna have a hard time today because I'm leaving here with the staff." And he was like, well, "Bro, it was my best friend. He passed away at that point five years ago." He was like, "He gave it to me." And he was like, "Um." He told me to hold on to it till I believe that I need to give it away. And I was like, well, today must be that day. And he was like, man, what's up with you and this staff? And I'm like, it's not even this. I was like, bro, it's just, this is the one. Mm-hmm. So 
he was like, man, well, put it this way. He was like, well, tell your lady to pick something out and, you know, I'm going to sell you that and then I'm going to give you the staff. So we did that and made that happen and I, every day since. See the cross on the on it. Uh, yep. What's 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 your spiritual connection to the to, staff or or just to a higher power? Exactly how you said it. I know that someone, something is existing and in control when I am not. I believe we are simply in control of what we say and what we do. Outside of that, it's up to the power, the powers that be. Absolutely. I don't waste my time being distracted in the details because that is only me distracting myself from the life or the purpose that I have here. So I just know there's someone up there working when I need them to or when, you know, it's not in my control. I understand that. I um one of morals, principles and standards, which I believe are embedded in us. So, you know, we come with that. And if you really listen and look within, like you will find your connection to whatever you see your higher power as whether we want to call him and all that you know when i pray i say my guy just you know it's no real context it's like i know who i'm talking to i know he's listening to listening i don't have right to care about anybody else and, and i think he got a personality yeah, yeah i would hope so if and, he and, made and, me and a, absolutely <laughs> and, and a you know sense of humor <laughs> as, as well um so i seen you was at an event um uh, actually i i also had like a, a couple of mutual friends there as well okay. Uh, and you was painting, you know, one of your things is unapologetically dope. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're not apologize for being dope and that you're not going to apologize for your art. Mm -hmm. And you just free willy just had the young lady naked and you was painting her like, bro, I what, what, what was that? And what, and what, and, and most importantly, what, what was the event? What was the event that y'all, that you was attending? Like, what was that? Yeah. See, you was at arcade of thrones okay our arcade of thrones that was so i was booked to do a body paint shoot and okay. then i have a mural at arcade of thrones shout out to my man jory mm -hmm. so um she asked me of locations so you know i've done done quite a few body paint shoots now but it all came from i was painting i think i maybe saw it on social media somewhere somebody mm -hmm. where i don't know where like, man, I could do that. I want to do that. Mm -hmm. And before I could even, like, really reach out or try to do it, a girl randomly reached out to me and asked me, D had I ever done it and did I want to try it? It was, like, a randomest thing. That's why I believe everything happens for a reason. So it's like I just put it out there and it came back to me. So we set it up. So, of course, you know, we live in the digital age. So, you know, Nani is visual production by the studio. So she was the photographer. She said to shoot up. You know, I had my artwork around, the backdrops and stuff. So we get in there. I had painted these shorts. And, you know, that was what I had for her to wear. I wasn't planning on her to be topless or anything. Because like, I'm I'm very respectful of women. And then I also am not one to force any situation. It's like, this is Absolutely. up to you. You can have a whole robe, like church robe on to your neck. And I can make your neck look fire. Like, that's me. So... Uh, right before we start, she was like, so you want to keep my top on? I was like, I mean, it's up to you. Mm -hmm. I literally turned around and turned back, and she topless. So I was like, okay, that's what time we on. How many people's in the room? It, at this time, this was my first one. It was just me, her, and Nani this time. Uh -huh. But, of course, we may have went live, you know, we um, recording it. And, I mean, that first 
video I posted of like behind the scenes of it. Like we just in there. Mm -hmm. My phone started going bananas because I'm not a social media part. Like everything I do, I put up like to make sure it's seen. But I'm a real life influencer is how I see it. Like I have connected with thousands of people in life. And then over the past six years, I've been Lord Fly. So in those moments, that's where I start to see like, oh, because I'm getting calls and connecting. My dad called me like, yo, man, what you doing? Like, she just <laughs> let you do that? I'm like, yo, she asked me to do this. He was like, yo, I don't know if I could do that because, man, I'm like, man, you know I ain't on that type of time. Like, right. he was like, I get it, man, but just you just you just seem like you just. Yeah, like, I yeah, was. I was how it go. <laughs> when I seen it, I was like. Is that real? Like, is he? I mean, bro. Is he naked for real? And then it was like, but then at the same time, I was like, oh, this is really dope. Like, at the end of the day, it's like, really, it's really dope. She didn't have no problem with it. Art art is art. You know what I mean? So. I could say every situation I've been in, as far as painting women, if they were naked, it was of their own merit. I n I've never asked in like, oh, take this. Like, nope. Like, however you want to be is how I'm going to paint you. You can have a shirt. Jeans like I'm gonna make it look dope because I'm not doing this to paint a naked woman. I understand that this may be my canvas at this point, and I understand the end result. But when I'm painting, I still have to make sure colors match and lines. It's like the fact that you naked only makes the canvas, the texture that I'm painting on, tougher. It's not oh I'm painting some breasts. Like it's not like that, right? Because right. I'm not I'm not a creep. Like that's. Like I'm very understanding and respectful of people. And then, for one, most of the time, it's been some type of, even if it's not business, some type of production behind it. So, this is, we're not doing this just because I'm not going to waste the time trying to be that way when I'm not that way anyway. It's like, yo, that's, that's mad weird. Like, I probably was more weird in the beginning than mm -hmm. the women that were naked. Right. Just because we live in a day and age where it's not even about me, too. It's just like, you know. You got creepy homeboys. The dudes just like be right. like do too much. Do too much. It's right. like I with how delicate this situation is, I do not want that spoken of me. Cause that's right. not me. And I don't even want no misconceptions with about it. So from there, I actually got called weird by a girl. She's like, You weird. Cause I wasn't like after her. I right. guess she had been in situations where, you know, when you like that after you and I wasn't and it threw her off. She's like, You like, you a weirdo. <laughs> like, nah, I'm just not like that. Like, exactly. So, Best Conversations Podcast, we're going to take one more music break, okay. and then we're going we gonna to wrap up with, you know, um, what's going the current things that's going on in the world right now and, uh, and all that, man. Um, make sure y'all subscribing, man. YouTube. Best conversation. Best conversation podcast, conversation. man. Make sure y'all subscribe and make sure, making sure y'all uh, like, hitting that like button on YouTube and all that good stuff, man. All right, man. Let's get into the vibe. Yes, yes. Christ 
Conversations podcast. We back, Lord Fly in the building. Let's get man. it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Yes, sir. All right, man. If you could paint a picture of 2020, what would it look like? Organized chaos. Organized chaos. Organized chaos. I don't believe anything that's happened or the things that are put in front of us to be accidents or things that happen out of nowhere or that at all but of course they cause chaos so so i i believe in god for sure and um and um (laughs) and somehow i think the black lives matter and corona i don't think that was i don't think that's act it's an accident that black lives matter has really you know i mean it's just It'll really throw you when you figure out or pay attention to who are the funders of the Black Lives Matter movement. Absolutely. Said, there are a lot of things that I call it misdirection, like magicians. It's a lot of wave your hand over here while this happens over here in life. And it's and the crazy thing about it right now, Fly, it's like it's no distractions. It's it's no sports, it's no it's no bars, it's no clubs, it's no distraction from it. So it's right here in our face yep. to let the let this that's showing us that we're very important, that our lives matter. Like I, I, our lives sure. matter. You're not just gonna f us up nope. and, and 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 mess us up, and it's no consequence. Our lives matter just as matter just as much as anybody. And I just and it's just I, I hate it that anybody lost their life to coronavirus. But it's just but the blessing of coronavirus is taking away all the distractions for sure and definitely shining and shining light. It's making people choose sides and makes it helps you to see what side someone is on, mm-hmm. even in the simplest action. Like someone can't even how someone says, Hey, now you can tell, like, oh, I know what type of time you on. Right. And then I already know what type of time I'm on from that. 
Like mm-hmm. I believe there's there's no direction, there's no progression without direction. There's no way we progress or get anywhere without knowing where we're going. I believe we live in a time where there is no direction. People are very much lost because a lot of things are thrown at us without substance. So people not only are not looking to be themselves, they don't know who to look to to be. So they're looking to momentary things as far as successes or things that offer happiness. And as you said, like we're living in a time where now we're not distracted by those things. You're not throwing those things. Now everybody is talking very much about the same thing, even if it's different perspectives on it or different sides to it. It's the same conversation. So where do you stand? Mm-hmm. And now those that have wanted to stand up and stand out, I believe, are doing so or planning or gearing up and doing what they need to. Those that never really wanted to be outside and will be very much uh, spectators to it are understanding like, yeah, I don't know if I'm with this protest and this. It's okay, cool. Like it's, it's great now that people are starting to understand their roles. And as much as people don't like to be told what to do or like you have a role in life. Like I don't believe in fault. I believe in accountability. We all play a part. If you're there, you play a part. Even if you was just standing there, why were you just standing there? So for that, it's time to start asking yourself. It's time for people to start looking in the mirror and it doesn't matter your color. It doesn't matter your race. All right. In closing, Lord fly. Yes, sir. What 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 do you want to be most remembered by? <laughs> Crazy you ask that. The only thing I want to be remembered for is my name and my message. Like spell my name right so you don't get it wrong, and then there's no way you won't be able to bump into who I am or what I've done or who I was connected to. And I believe I've done the due diligence to ensure that those that I've connected to, the things I've connected to, get it right. So if I can get you there or lead you there, then there's no way you get it wrong. And I just want people to never apologize for being them. I don't want people to in any way try to be me. I want people to be themselves like I'm myself. Like, I don't believe anybody could be me because I don't even know all of me. I'm still learning. Just learn notes so you can be. So it's, that's what I want to be remembered for. Just undeniably, Laura Fly, NEFB Dope. And if they don't remember the artwork or any of those things, it's like, man, that dude stood for a message and he didn't let nobody tell him anything different. Gotcha. All right, man. Tell tell the people where they can find some of your artwork and okay. tell them what you got coming up soon. Okay. Uh, well, of course, you know, all social media platforms, Google, all those things is L-O-R-D-P-H-L-Y. You can find me. Uh, I have a few murals downtown Raleigh right now. So I have one at Emerge. Uh, that's 300 McDowell, South McDowell Street. Then I have one uh, on Hargett Street at the Vita Vite building downtown. Uh, and what's... What's some of them images? Uh, well, one of them, well, the one divided white building is uh, actually my logo or like uh, my name is Lord Fly and then my logo is a fly. So it's like the, my interpretation of the fly head. Do you know who did the uh, the Allen Iverson joint? No, I don't know the artist. That's uh, above uh, Cam Raleigh. So you asked about what I have coming up. I just, I've made a strong connection with Cam Raleigh in the last few weeks and they're going to begin to, Stand behind me, so to speak. Uh, can't speak too much about it, but you know, at least we, I've connected okay. heavily with Cam Raleigh. And okay, just know for the city, we got some big things coming. But for me, it's just more awareness, more uh, opportunities. And, and I seen you in you move around a lot. It's a bit, it's a bit, I seen, it's I seen, a bit. 
Then you just put some artwork or something in Charlotte or something? Uh, yes, and then I'll be in Charlotte uh, the end of this week doing uh, two murals. Mm-hmm. So just from, I did a few murals in the beginning of the year, which uh, the one that, two, well, I have two at Emerge. Uh, the two at Emerge, and I did right before coronavirus hit. And then, uh, of course, I said I record or take pictures of everything I do, more so as like uh just to keep up with it. It's not even show everybody. It's just like for me, like I do so much. It's like I need some type of uh, timeline for it. <clears throat> gotcha. But with that Corona hit, everything kind of closed down. It was quiet. So I just did the murals and then nobody could go to the buildings. And then I did the one at Arcade of Thrones. But of course, during this time, I'm posting the work. And then stuff started to open back up. And then, you know, unfortunately, George Floyd happens and things explode. And then, the world wants to see artwork and now murals are everywhere. So not only am are the murals that I had done in the beginning of the year becoming more open and getting exposure, people that know me or have connected really wanted to see me do more work. So the opportunities to paint were being thrown at me like, look, man, we doing this. You wanna mm-hmm. it's like, all right, bet. Like and then it's me, I take everything in stride and I I I said after I did the first two in the beginning of the year, like, man, I wonder if anybody's ever put a mural in all 50 states. And I've been saying it. I hadn't heard of anybody. So I was like, well, I'm take my shot at it. Mm. And that's, you say, be everywhere. So it's like, well, man, I want to leave something everywhere I've been to ensure people remember my message because my artwork is always going to have the message in it. It's going to outlive you. That's it. Like, as long as that's I dope. can do that. I don't, but I don't care about anything else. <laughs> I'll outlive you. So man, I want I want to thank you, man. We've been we, we, we've been planning this for like a minute. minute. Yeah, facts. I mean, but it <laughs> like, was everything happens. We've been the planning right time. this really legitimately been planning this for like three months. Facts. Like three facts. months is just make just getting everything lined up. Man, it's man, a perfect time, man. Perfect timing, man. Time, man. Perfect timing, man. And thank you, thank you for the messages that you drop on me. Uh, <laughs> I know you drop them to 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 um, probably a lot of people, but. Just, just a few of them just, just be hitting home, like, for real, for real. So I really appreciate the, the no, message. No problem, bro. Like, I, that's the, like, for you to say that back to me, bro, that that means the most to me. Like, yeah. uh, all the other things I do, like, that was one thing I found that makes sense. And I can, like, give to people. And if people don't respond when I send it to them, like, none of that matters to me because I know they got it. I know what the words will do for them or if it's a video or that stuff. And just to push people forward, so to know that I'm actually making an impact with you, man, that means a lot. So appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. So this is another uh, episode of Best Conversations Podcast. Appreciate this it. is appreciate epi- it. this is episode forty. Uh, just want to thank AMI Studio, Mike, uh, my man Mike behind the boards. Hey, shouts to him. Lord Fly, Lord Flies. Uh, Lady Miss Nani back there by the studios. Appreciate yes, sir. for always making holding me down. All right, man. So y'all know how we always end this, man. Keep God first and everything else will work itself out, man. Peace and love, man. We out, man. To the next episode, I'll holla. Holla.